Radio. It's a good ass black ass time. We taking it from the stage to the airway. Another SFB Radio, Smart Funny Black Radio with yours truly, Amanda Seals, and my host, Jeremiah, you like the Bible, and Tajrani. You know, we had a great first show. Shout out to everybody who took the time to listen, and shout out to all our new folks that was just like, what the hell is this? And was like, oh, they sound like they know what they're talking about. Thank you for continuing to join us. Uh, this show records on Fridays, but airs on Mondays, and we are bringing you your Friday energy to your Monday morning commute. So shout out to everybody who's on their way to work, and shout out to everybody who was like, you know what? I'm not going to work today. I'm just... <laughs> I'm taking a mental health day. And what that really means is just playing Candy Crush all day and not changing out of your pajamas. That's fine, too. We all deserve that level of peace and just, you know, Saren, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Serenity. Serenity. Yes. Okay. Serenity. It's necessary. Now, we always start the show by identifying how black we feel today. How black Start us off. I can. <laughs> so I'm feeling as black as Meg the Stallion's new oh. song, Plan B. Uh, <laughs> Great song, by the way. And um, does the B stand for black or does it stand for like Plan B, Plan B? No, like Plan B, like if I got to move on, she does reference the pills in the song. I see. But um, double entendre. Yeah, it's Raps. just she's rapping. Oh. Like she's back in her. Early make the stallion. It's Tina Snow make the stallion. Okay. Um, okay. And I listened to it on repeat after my workout this morning like five times. So that's how black I'm feeling today. It gave me the energy I need for the weekend. All right. Jeremiah, like Zibabel. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you went to Paris. Mm. Um, I'm feeling like Samuel L. Jackson black, but oh. specifically in Coach Carter. Because sometimes you got to lock the gym on niggas. Sometimes you got to put oh. the chains on the gym oh. and say, ain't no basketball. Who are you locking the gym on? Just everybody. It's not really about the gym. It's a metaphor for life. Like, sometimes you got to just, like... I gathered that. Gotta, I'm saying, you like, gotta who are you locking together. people out? Just everybody, like, across the board. No oh. no one in particular. It's like, you know, a reset. Sometimes you got to... Sometimes people Did... think it's slip and slide records. Ooh. And you're like, no. <laughs> Yo. I'm not a teacher. I'm the new basketball coach. Oh. You got to come in with new energy. Do you like? Is this because you are feeling underappreciated? No, it's really because I rewatched Coach Carter the other day. <laughs> Yo, and I really resonated with that because sometimes it's true. You like, I'm liking the gym on y'all, and who gonna stop me? Nobody. You sound like when Puff <laughs> locked the studio on the band. Yo, he locked the it. studio. Yo. Babs the legend, by the way. Yeah. I don't know the lyrics to Juicy. No, my favorite Babs moment is, my hair, y'all got me looking so up. And <laughs> mine is, let them fight. Just <laughs> let them fight. But as a Grenadian, it's not fair for me to even make a cursory reference to the band without referencing Dylan, who is a fellow countryman uh, and the hottest rapper alive, according to Dylan, 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 <laughs> and Dylan. Um, <laughs> how black am I feeling today? Um, I've been having to really like put my foot down and stand up for just like my my work um and and not give in 
to places that are not supporting me the way that I should be supported. So I feel like I'm I'm feeling real Malcolm. Ooh. Not little, but X today. Okay. Okay. Because Malcolm was really like, we are not going to be put asunder. Like Plymouth Rock landed on us. And that's how I'm, I'm like, I'm crawling out from Plymouth Rock like, not today, devil, not today. She's not lying, y'all. <laughs> At all. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Uh, and we always feel like giving you all the facts. And that's what we're about to get into with some Black Urine News. <laughs> All right, guys, let's kick it off. So, as we know from our internet friend, rapper sensation, Amaretta, Gwinnett County is not Atlanta. (laughs) Um, But they just recently declared Juneteenth a paid holiday for county employees. Like, you know, last year or year before that, actually, you know, pandemic time is crazy. They made Juneteenth a federal holiday across the country. Mm-hmm. And now Gwinnett County is coming together and saying we're going to like take it a step further and like pay our employees um, within the county, you know, an extra bit of money for this holiday now. I feel real ignorant because I just thought that when they made it a federal holiday, that's what that meant. Yes. So I did, too. But according to this story, that is not the case. And it's kind of crazy to me that you would give someone a federal holiday and not pay, and them. Not pay them. That I mean, I just thought that's what that was. I thought because it was a federal holiday, it was by nature a paid but holiday. But you forgot we live in the United States of America. Oh, my God, I did forget Wait. that. So that's too much like, right. Um, But my thing about it is I'm all people getting paid, but I'm like, so we all getting paid, though? Because we all wasn't. <laughs> In the slave plantations. We wasn't in the 10th June of it all. Uh, we weren't all in the gym at the same time. You know. Shooting. Like, this is really real. And I, so I've been talking a lot in my stand-up. Like, I've been working on a bit that it's like, how do you know if you're an ally? Um, so, like, in my stand-up, I talk about, like, if you were surprised on Juneteenth, you're not an ally. It's kind of like, this is not Elena. Like, you're not an ally. Right. Right? I feel like if you're really... An ally, you ain't taking Juneteenth off. You're like, nah. I'm working. I'm working. I'm actually doing overtime today for all of my, you know, past ancestors, things they've done. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like that's only fair. But I mean, they really should treat like a religious holiday in a way where you like only people who are black should get the day off, in my opinion. Because I'm huh. like, what? Yeah, but we get Jewish holidays off. Depending. Well, we shouldn't get those off then. That's the case. I'll take that. Out. I'll work fair. on a Jewish holiday. I'm it's not fair. Jewish, right? Like Rosh Hashanah, what for right. you? You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they should. Well, I know they won't, but I feel like we should have that same respect giving to people who are ascendants of African slaves, descendants. But I said ascendants. 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 Which, but you know what? We, we are, are ascending. <laughs> well, it's Juneteenth. Juneteenth is about ascending to Where higher heights yes. and fighting. So I it. actually yeah. meant that. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. But I also feel like there are some black folks that absolutely should not get Juneteenth off yes, as a paid holiday. I can name a few, but I'm not. We're not, because we no. can't give them airtime in this smart, funny, and black radio space. We don't even want to talk about them on your Monday morning rise. So we're not even going to talk about that. We will, however, talk about Florida. Oh. God damn. I'm so happy that Florida is not Atlanta. Because... <laughs> Yo. I just, I'm from Florida. I, but I, I, 
Okay, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation on Friday that aims to regulate how schools and businesses address race and gender. The state's latest effort to restrict education about these topics. It's called the Stop Woke Act. That's a very, like, aggressive title. It's aggressive. It's using our language <laughs> mm. and something that goes against us and people for, that, like, fight for what's right. So it's just kind of like, why? But it's literally, like, not even necessarily even having to fight for what's right, but, like, just teaching about what happened. It prohibits workplace training or school instruction that teaches that individuals are inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, that people are privileged or oppressed based on race, gender, or national origin, or that a person quote-unquote, bears personal responsibility for and must feel guilt, anguish, or other forms of psychological distress over actions committed in the past by members of the same race, gender, or national origin. It says that trainings or lessons amount to discrimination. So basically, talk about discrimination. They calling it discrimination. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just the use of psychological distress as if we're in, like, a Jordan Peele movie. I mean, it's really... Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't acknowledge that some people are privileged or oppressed based upon it's the yeah. fact so it's kind of like what are we actually talking about y'all know history is my favorite subject in school and I feel like you know if we don't you know learn from the past we're gonna see it repeat once again over and over but that that's... is a great point because that's what they want to happen they're mm -hmm. literally doing this to enforce the past happening again you think they don't want slavery to happen again they're like please it's please. so they're true waiting. it's so true in the fact that I remember literally watching a documentary about Ronald um, Nixon, President Nixon and like Watergate in, in real time felt like I saw the same thing happening within the Trump administration. It's like, wow, this is almost like mm -hmm. side did. by side. It's like y'all literally let this happen twice. Agent Orange had a blueprint. <laughs> he had, he a, had blueprint. a blueprint. The United States has, has an entire blueprint. blueprint for how they continue to oppress people and try to oppress people. And also like, why continue to tell lies? We have so much access to history at our fingertips. The news exists and these kids have social media. So for me, I'm just kind of like, what are you trying to move against? Like, what is so wrong with just trying to make things right? Because it's not right for them. I think that's what we really kind of just overlook. Like, these, these are evil people. Like, that's just what it is. Like, sure. we're like, I don't understand. Like, why don't they want to just teach the truth? Because it's the truth. Because the truth shall set us free. And they're not really about that life. It's just what it is. We saw how they were Katanjiing her. Like, remember, like they was really in Katanji's ass with pure foolery. They said, "Tell us about the racist baby." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best part about it was, yes, I think that you're amazing. I think you're smart. I think that you're, I think you're actually perfect for this job. However, however, I can't go with you. I can't. A I metaphor can't. for American life. Listen, it should be called the White Fragility Act because that's really all it is. It's just like, let's protect our tears. And I think it's more important than ever with thought, when laws like this and acts like this are being passed that shows like this exist. I really feel like there are they're about to come into all these spaces. You know, they're already banning. But y'all, they banned 54 math textbooks in Florida because they taught critical race theory. <laughs> Math. I mean, I really don't like math, so I'm math? like, um... I'm like, where in the quadratic equation <laughs> did Martin Luther King pop up? Math should be banned Not for ever. other reasons, honestly. <laughs> there, I can give you five reasons why math should be banned, but I don't think critical race theory is one of those reasons. Mm -mm. But it definitely should be banned. We should like talk about that, get that on the books, you know, at a later date. Something that I feel like. Wait, did you have something to say? Did you have I'm more just, to add? I'm just kind of stuck on the fact that they went through 
math textbooks <laughs> to look for critical race theory. Fair. But you know what? They didn't find it because there is no critical race theory in any of these textbooks that are taking place from K through 12. They're just making shit up. And people are like, let's do it. Let's do it. Speaking of making shit up. I knew you was going to go there. I knew it. I I felt it. Can you please just read this next story? Because people really are just making shit up out here. Okay? I feel like... Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. So, this next story is about the newest GQ cover story with Future on the cover. And it says, the title is Future is the Best Rapper Alive. (laughs) So, um, you know, we did go to the internet and ask them who they think the best rapper is alive, who they think is the best rapper alive, and we could get to that in a second. But, um, you know, reading through the article, shout out to Elliot Wilson, you know, it just talks about his consistency and his actual influence on the rappers that we hear today. Who also past- can't rap. Ooh. Well, that's like a... So, ooh, that was a skirt on So maybe it should have been moment. like, Future is named like an impactful rapper. And maybe that could have been the better... I personally feel like calling Future a rapper is also like super egregious. Like he makes repetitive tones. Well, Future is Atlanta. Um, <laughs> it's the way you, you know say what? Atlanta. And Future comes Atlanta. Com- Atlanta. Atlanta. Future comes out of the Dungeon Family too. Like it's not like he doesn't come from pedigree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Dungeon Family is you know goody mob. Dungeon Family is outcast. Well, we know you're a hip hop head, mm-hmm. Amanda Seals. To the box! Right. Who is your greatest rapper alive? Best rapper alive? I mean, I think I know though. But you do? I think you're gonna say Nas. No. Oh dang. Andre Benjamin is still okay. alive and breathing and walking the earth. Okay. okay. Three stacks. Also it's, Atlanta. Also Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. Like Nasir was definitely my top tier for quite some time. Quite some time. But I want you to just go back and listen to AT Aliens, and it's 2022. Still holds up. I'm not going to rap right now. I'm not going to rap. Guys, she's really holding herself back. I'm not going to rap. But I really just, I just feel like this felt like clickbait on a magazine. Okay? (laughs) And and the person who wrote it, Elliot Wilson, is a, like, esteemed journalist, Mm -hmm. particularly in hip-hop. Like, he comes from the uh, Ego Trip click, you know, Sasha... Uh, Sasha Jenkins comes out of that same click and he mm-hmm. just directed the documentary Everything's Gonna Be All White now available on Showtime and Amazon Prime featuring yours truly. So, I mean, these are folks that come from the space but they just be saying shit. Well, you know, you, like you said, you know, it, it's magazine, you know, Listen, sales are low. Selling. Sales is right, low. Right. We gotta say, we gotta say. I was about to say sales are low in print but I know that this is gonna fly off the shelves. Plus, Feature just had that clip, a couple of clips the other day go viral but he definitely had a clip go viral the other day that what's uh what's Uncut Gems name? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. What's her name? Uncut Gems. I don't know her name. I don't know her. Her name is Uncut Gems. Yeah. So <laughs> like, but Uncut Gems was in one of the clips, and it was just kind of like, what exactly is even happening? But yeah, I mean, what clip was that? The clip that I saw go viral was where he was asked, "Do you want to have more, more children?" children. <laughs> and he said, "That's a super viral clip." Yeah, with my wife. You know, I'd like to have, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm close. I'd like mm-hmm. to have like two or three. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't had more than one child with a woman, so this, it would be special. Shout out to yes. Nevadius. Nevadius. Shout out to him. I want to know who other people said were the best rappers. I know you had that list. I do have the list. I'm about to pull it up. But while I'm pulling it up, who's <laughs> Why your you best rapper that? I'm about to pull it up. I don't want to say mine because I feel like y'all going to judge me. I mean, I'm absolutely going to judge you because you are under 30. <laughs> 
So okay, let's also caveat this with I'm more of like an R&B kind of guy, so I'm not really a hip hop. If you say head. Bryson Tiller, <laughs> I'm not gonna say Bryson, Bryson Tiller, but of my like growing up, I really like Big Sean. That's one of my favorite rappers. We I, will we will accept that. Yes, I'm accepting that also based on the fact that I know Big Sean's raps before he was more like mainstream when he was underground. And okay. he got raps and flows. I was scared a phones would get thrown at me. When I said, <laughs> no. Okay. There was not a Naomi Campbell moment <laughs> happening. So, like, I'm basically a rule follower, but Big Sean had his debut album concert in New York City, and I did not have a ticket, and I definitely snuck into the venue and went by myself. So, like, I'm a stand, super duper flow, all that. Oh, a lot wow. of rappers, A lot of rappers stole it Ooh. and adopted it for their own at the same exact time and haven't given him the credit that he is due. For the record, so. our engineer D. Wills is side-eyeing this shit out of Taj of just, like, amazement. I feel like none of us really knew this about you. Oh, that I'm a big Sean stan? Yeah. I love him. Love him. And now he's, like, deep into meditation and everything. And just, he's just, like, he's just so, he's so awesome. And his pen game is so crazy. And he just doesn't get what he deserves. But he coming for it. That's all, <laughs> that's all we need to know. You know what I appreciate about him? He seems like a real one. And when he kept it a buck on Nori's podcast about Kanye, he wasn't even disrespectful. He just was saying, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, was. sometimes folks get OD. You know, they got to be OD. But he wasn't. He was just saying what it was. And I, I really feel like it was also a, a display of vulnerability because he was really like, that hurt me. Like, I didn't like mm-hmm. that, you know? And I feel like a lot of times it's the machismo that ends up getting put out there. Like, fuck that nigga. Da, 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 da. And like, yeah. that's not really helpful. No, not at all. So um, mine is uh, Sean, Jay-Z, Carter. Point blank period. Like it just the other Sean. The other Sean. Yeah, the yeah, the other Sean. Like I just He has raps. Can't he, stop by from drinking my ties with Tai Tai Dana Navata. Ha ha papa. We're not. And you did just rap. I did just rap. You tried, Can I get she a tried ding, Devon? To. Can I get a ding and an applause? D Wills. <laughs> Where's my applause? <laughs> <laughs> so mine mine is Sean J uh Sean Jay Z Carter. It just He's awesome. He's just he's just awesome, and his performance is great, and his breath control on stage is great. Wait, like, wait, wait. His performance wait. is great. That, that's, <laughs> no one that's, has ever said that about Sean Carter. I went to the 444 tour, and I was very impressed. And that was probably the third or fourth time I had seen him live. But every time I see him, I'm impressed. What Mostly, impresses you? Um, because the same way that the singers should have their mics on, rappers should also have their mics on. And a lot of rappers hit the stage and... They're not in shape. The breath can't okay. match. Okay. Was and he moving around the stage? He was. Oh, and nice. he's, he's okay. one of the few rappers I've seen live outside of Big Sean um, who sounds like their raps and he's just really into it. He knows how to captivate an audience. You but... know what? I have to attribute that to him being with Beyonce. Yeah. Because I've been mm-hmm. to many a Hove concert in my day. And I mean, it was always a known thing that like that just wasn't his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he would mostly kind of stand fairly still and hold the mic out because we all knew all the words so he didn't even really have to do much can I get a but I feel like you know you on the on the run tour you got your wife doing all the moves all the fan all the you know all the you gotta come with something so that's nice to know I, I haven't seen him in concert for a while I will always say that Black Thought is the best breath controller of our time ooh that's a good one. And mm-hmm. these fans have some good ones, good okay, ones too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky Garcia said Talib Kweli 100 100 100 Terry said, Hove, debate your bill collectors. Black Brother said, Future. And Ooh. Chelsea Monet said, Kendrick or Wayne, both can do hits and underground and freestyle. Oh, and someone agrees with you. Sharon Holly said, on this day, at this time, nobody can outrap Black Thought. 
Thank you. Somebody knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I appreciate her. Black thought, Black thought always brings me joy. And thus, it is time that we bring you all some joy with our Black Joy News Story of the Week. A story of Black joy. So today's Black Joy story is that Haley Taylor Schultz becomes the youngest Black person to graduate law school at the age of 19. Can y'all believe that? That is crazy. 19. What now? (laughs) What now? But just check this out. According to the press release from SMU's Deadman School of Law, Haley was accepted at law school at the age of 16. Wow. And what's even more astonishing is that she also was accepted into eight other law programs across the country. What were you doing at 16? Right. It wasn't getting into law school. I know that I much. was actually very impressive at 16, but we won't get into <laughs> that. Uh, well, look, me either. I was running around the school. No, but she was about to say I was in Dr. Phillips High School. <laughs> that is correct! And I had just won. I know, like, What's the thing called you won? I definitely won districts and districts. states. And it's funny you bring that up because <laughs> while I was going to Orlando the other day, I ran into a classmate from Dr. Phillips High School who was in that performance of Cell Block Tangle that I showed you. Turns out, I didn't know this, but she originated a, a legendary Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars character, Ahsoka Tana, and is like been playing this voice for 16 years. And then Rosario Dawson played the live action version on um, Mandalorian. That's so crazy. shout out to Ashley Eckstein, Dr. Phillips graduate, 4276. You know it goes down. And congrats to Haley Taylor Schultz. Schultz? Schultz. 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 Okay. Um, I always want to hear these stories, so I always wonder, like, yes, like, their academics prowess is so advanced, but, like, where in the, like, maturation as, like, a kid, like, how does that catch up? Like, how does that get dealt with? I'm never really exactly. sure. Well, we also talked about last week that going to college, you know, you have those big moments, mm-hmm. and I feel like you can't appreciate those when you're, like, 16 in college, you know? Well, she was, uh, th- and not just college, she's in law school, oh, so it's, it's kind higher. of like she definitely had to be in college long before then. I, um... I'm really impressed by this because I just think that when people know what they're supposed to do and they're just in their purpose really, really early and just see it through, I think that that is really amazing and really impressive. Like you always knew, I feel like, what you would do and that you'd be creating. I did. I did. But I feel like I was always also being managed as a child. Like, I think something that I really got from the uh, King Richard movie was that, like, even though Venus and Serena were incredibly ahead of their their time and their peer group, it was always very important to protect their youth, yes. you know? So when I see these stories of so many of these young people that are just incredible savants and prodigies, I hope that their parents are also just protecting their their youth because you don't get it back. And then later, you end up, you know... Being in therapy, mad at your parents about not protecting their youth. I was about to say, and we've seen plenty documentaries on that on VH1 or anything like that. So, but I mean, at this rate, she might actually be the therapist. You know, she has time Fair. to go get a whole <laughs> other degree. Well, you know, your childhood in school is a very unique time, and that's why we always talk about it with our guests. And when we come back, we're going to head to the back of the class with comedian CP. You've seen him on Love Life Season 2. You've seen him on stage doing stand-up, and you're going to hear him right here on SFB Radio. I'm your host, Amanda Seals. Share my like the Bible. And Tajrani. We'll be right back. Smart funny and Amanda Present Taj Here Jeremiah It's me Let's dig into the back of the class 
it every time, though. Because <laughs> I really was in my 90s R&B bag. Man, I'll tell you what. You hear that? <laughs> oh, mama finna clean up the house. <laughs> Present. You under sweet. Oh, man. Get in there and get that bathroom. That's all I can do. That's nostalgic right there. You see? Shout out to our producer, D. Wills, giving us the musical tools. Give yourself an applause, D. Wills. Give yourself an applause. <laughs> D. Wills, man. That extra voice that you're hearing is our guest today. We have comedian CP in the building. Organic claps, all right? Organic claps. I'm going to help. I'm going to help. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I didn't even know I was a guest. I just, I'm just hanging out, man. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I'm just, just talking strolling by. Yeah, <laughs> Type of nigga talking for he even get introduced. <laughs> I like the song. Like, nigga, what's that? Well, as you can tell, this is the show we bring funny motherfuckers on the show. That's the whole plan. That's the whole point. So, CP, I slid in CP's DMs to inform him that I had seen his performance in season two of Love Life on HBO Max. And I was just blown away. Because, listen, like, there's being a comedian... And then there's being a comedic performer. But then when you can, like, seamlessly meld the two, you killed it. You you really, you really and Punky Johnson did the damn thing yeah. in Facts. that show. Yeah, it was fun working with Punky. And it was also fun working with all of those serious actors. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when, when you're the funny guy on set, it almost gets amplified by all of these serious, like, thespian-style <laughs> actors who like are, like, dramatically responding to your shit. And you just... <laughs> Talking shit and kicking it and oh really 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 you know what I'm saying you be like you know it just it, it's like it's like dropping like Allen Iverson in like the forties and watching him just cross the <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying like look at him look at him go you know what I'm saying you know but that's just you know it's just man it was that was really fun man it was dope to have a black story that um had so many like positive um kind of like connotations and 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 um you know just like. The journey. Situations. Yeah. yeah. But it was also like very human. I think that it's, in, yeah. you know, it's like some, a lot of stories start off with first he got to get his money up. Then he got to get the man off his back. You know what I'm saying? Then he got, you know what I'm saying? So to start with like, oh, this brother has <laughs> laid his groundwork. He's a good dude. Just mm, looking for his road. It's a great story to start from as a black man. And I was, you know, excited to contribute my little part that I did. Don't say Lil. Why yeah. we, we don't Lil it. Yeah, I know, right? That's we our favorite thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My little my my medium edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it. there are no small parts. Right. Like Judy Dench won a whole Oscar for like two minutes in Shakespeare in Love. Like yeah, Viola too. Mm-hmm. She was in doubt, in doubt. for like uh, a scene. A scene. Yeah. And there was snot in that scene and they was like we got to give her the statue Mm -hmm. so kudos to you Uh, before we get into our interview interview though we got to give you uh, the the SFP radio treatment which is we got to play a game with you oh that's lit we got to play a game with you All right. so today's game is Blackionary Gotcha. Okay? okay. Now, Blackionary speaks to the fact that black folks are known for not only our innovation in making up words, but also in making up new meanings for words that already exist. Of course, yeah. So, you're going to be given a word, and you got to tell us, like, what it means to the world. Okay. But then, you got to give us as many meanings as you can. Uh, this is This sounds like the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are going to get points for as many meanings as you can come up with okay Okay. all right the first word is front front all right so first of all the front is a couple of things of course it's just the front of something right like Mm -hmm. you have a front of your body you got a back of your body right you also have a storefront 
right? So oh, there's, 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 there's like a storefront yeah, where yeah. you can have a storefront. There's a, you know, a storefront, you know, whatever, a brick and mortar, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's fronting, right? Ah. A verb. A verb to front is is not only to lie, but to insinuate a lie okay. through actions mm-hmm. and through uh, like trickery, mm. right? Ooh. Trying to front. But then mm-hmm. there's also fronting in the verb sense of acting like you don't know something when you do. Okay. 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 Right, right, right. Also to be seen and acting brand new. Oh, mm. oh. okay. True, true, right? true. Right, right. Yes. Don't front on me. I know you. Uh, you feel me? You feel me? I know the real you. You feel me? Um, okay, but then there's also... Um, what else? Uh, shit. In the Greek community, black Greek community, the person who plays in front of you is your front. That is oh. true. That's I didn't even put that one down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we take a word and mix macaroni and cheese out that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, oh, front. When something is not really what it is, right? Like, so you know, this is just a front. This ain't okay. even the real the real oh. business. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is a bodega, but actually yeah, it's an yeah, entire heroin yeah. ring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got it. You got want it, milk it. or you want the milk? <laughs> uh, you know, um, and I think I'm saying, I'm saying if I can get one more front out. Uh, you got, I, there's two more that I know you know. Okay, all right. Um, well, there's there's front root word in the word frontal. Now this is when <gasps> yo, when, yo. when 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 a hairpiece needs to be inserted <laughs> so that smoothness could be displayed. Yo, on said forehead. So right, this is the frontal. That's why you don't put it in the back. It ain't the back it's a frontal, right? Yo. Um, you know, which in turn is fronting in a way. Because <laughs> goddamn it, we know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're here for the job interview. We know you. You're fronting with the frontal. Yo. All right. Um, what else? Damn, I feel like, and I feel so bad. You want me to give you two more? Please. Yo, you could front me some change. Oh! <laughs> yo, yo, yo. To borrow. Yes. Of course, if if the word front is used, you'll never get it back. Right. <laughs> Nothing has ever been backed from being fronted. Yo. Nothing has ever been backed from being fronted. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, oh, man. I got one more for okay, you. Okay, okay. I got some new fronts. Oh, my God, <laughs> teeth. Teeth. Oh, see, you gotta lose some teeth to really understand fronts. Yeah. For real, you know, you don't use you, you don't use fronts in your everyday lingo unless you missing some fronts or you got some new fronts and you gotta explain that to people. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Got some new fronts. Yeah. <laughs> you know that was you. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, That's remember hilarious. when Plies? Plies took his fronts out and was like, I had his back. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I had hey, to... Fuck Plies. I took his fronts. I had some smooth-ass teeth under there. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, man, come on, man. <laughs> right. He, th- those were not necessary. This they were nigga, pure vanity. Yeah, this nigga teeth look, look like a cereal bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> Yo, I like he bites strawberries for commercials. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Not today. Shout out to Plies. I would love. Uh, we got to get Plies on SFB Radio. It's yes. so time. Oh, you came up with seven Yo. meetings for front. I was yeah. going to ask other words, but I feel like we have played the game. Yeah. I do too, honestly, because, wow, the and, explanations were nuts. And nuts. as an HBCU grad, as much as we played this game, I never thought of like the D9 definition of a front, like yeah. someone in front of you in a Greek line. I never thought about that. Applause, 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 applause. Comedian CP coming through really just. But also, can we ask Comedian CP how black he's feeling today? (gasps) We'd like to know. How black do you feel today? I'm feeling like 
rushing out the house real quick. You ain't got time to run upstairs and get no real grease. So you put some Murray's on your lips. You be like, (laughs) (laughs) Grandma, you sure? (laughs) You fuck around and miss attendance because you can't stay present fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Was he absent in first hour? I swear to God I was at school. You on punishment and everything. Because you got uh, Dax on your lips. All right, go ahead. That's how black I'm feeling today. We love a specific black feeling. That was very specific. Thank you, man. (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's a great segue because we always ask our guests, the first question we ask them is, what were they like in school? Oh, man, class clown. Like, you know, after a while, it became... It became my goal to be the class clown. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How I, early did it start? Third grade. Oh, oh you. Third grade. <laughs> third grade. From the third job. grade. Yeah, because I had some homies and we used to laugh at. Um, it started off laughing at people's grandparents. <laughs> that was like coming to get. You're a very specific person. Oh man, it started off <laughs> it's specifically laughing at grandparents, and then you're in third grade. People with like, and this is the '90s. People with deformities. That you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what was funny back then. RNSJ was killing it with the deformity comedy. <laughs> Deformity comedy, the, the deformity comedy. With, with the, oh yeah, it was a whole thing for a minute, and then it, you know, what I'm saying, and you then know, we know better, so we the, do better. The motherfuckers start standing up for themselves. <laughs> well, yeah. see what I did there. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we had to, you know, we had to peel back on that. But back then, it was a lot of old folks and, and deformity jokes, um, and and it really had my class uh, in a chokehold. <laughs> Third grade, man, it really. I mean, it was like you know. A lot of those kids, it was at a private school, so a lot of those kids went on to be all right. But it's like, I could have fucked up some lives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, kind of they could have missed some key science. You know what I'm saying? So tell us about private school. Where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Uh. I'm from Detroit. Yeah. Um, man, you know, like... Uh, East side, west side? West side. Okay. West side. Brightmore, to be exact. What got you? Why? Why private school? Um, I hear. I feel like every time I talk to people from Detroit, they're like, "Man, I'm from the." You know, you know what's crazy? The- I don't talk about this a lot, but like my mom and dad weren't together, right? And they weren't together since I was like a baby. And so what happened was I started, I stopped wishing they were together, and then started just picking up game from the people who they would bring around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like my mom, you know, shout out to my mom Kim Powell. She was very like, and she's still very beautiful, but like, but back then. She was Halle buried out. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, Kim Powell? Yeah. And so, you know, she would date dudes like that was on the Tigers or, you know, dudes who oh, were very okay. affluent on, and would mama. put us up on game about, oh, yeah, your son is pretty smart. He needs to be going to this school. Oh. And so there's a pastor named Keith Butler who's like super huge, word of faith, church all over the nation in Africa and all of that. Anyway, um, this, uh, you know, one of her friends put her up on game. And I went in there and did an interview and ended up getting on scholarship in kindergarten. And so I went there from kindergarten to fourth grade. My mom wanted me to try public school, and I just was, it was too much. I was like, I loved it, but it was just like, she knew I wasn't being challenged. I was jitting and shit. I don't know, I know y'all don't know what jitting is, but what? Jitting. jitting now that's, like, I've only heard that term in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, this is okay. Oh, hey, it's like, it's like footwork. Like in Chicago, they do the mm-hmm. footwork. Okay. But in Detroit, it's just a little bit more, you know, swag oh, okay. to it. Okay. I, had, I had a confused yeah. jit in, in Tampa. That's oh, yeah, that's call. like a kid. Yes, so yeah, he's a jit A jit, yeah, but I was jit teen, right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The verb usage. Yeah. It's, like, it's like somebody pour hot sauce on a roach. You know what I'm saying? You just be going crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow! You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga, go, go, go! You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it's, it's the ability to keep moving when physics is telling you that nigga should have been stopped. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. 
Okay, CP. So you talked about starting. <laughs> I'm still stuck in the roach moving. But you talked about, you know, starting your comedy career right. in third grade. But, you know, mm-hmm. third grades are pretty easy to make laugh. You know, third yeah, grade. Fair. At what point did you know, like, at what grade was like, oh, I really got it. I'm really I, Hey, I've the said champ. this on two podcasts before. So I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? But this is very true. Fourth grade um, science class, right? The teacher says, and, and this is my first joke that made the teacher laugh, right? And the teacher was dying. And I was like, ooh, this, is, this might be... Like, I, I, might, I, I might be the funniest nigga ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, you know what I'm saying? This, you know, this little old white lady was not trying to give a nigga no chuckles, and she bust out laughing. She was like, all right, children, so what's that thing called that beavers build where it holds, you know, holds their young? It can actually stop rivers, and we've even adapted that technology and started to build those as well. But it's one of the adaptions that we got from nature. I was like, Psh, ooh. She said, yes, Chris. I was like, uh, Damn. Uh, <laughs> damn, I just had it. She was like, oh my God, it was so clever. It was my chance to curse. Yeah, my little chance to curse. Little, uh, little double on the you know what I'm saying? If we will. You know, but it was just, it, it was like, man, it's just, it was like a good ass feeling to make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to make a, it was like a cleverness to it. It wasn't silly. It was right. something about being clever, mm. more clever than people would perceive you to be. Mm. And that's like where the fun is. You know what I'm saying? You know. You better preach. Because a lot of these comedians don't have the cleverness. No way. Which yeah. is fine. Like, right. I feel like, you know, everybody has their everybody. pocket. Yeah. You know? I, I started Smart, Funny, and Black because I felt like there were so many black comedians that had a clever style, but it mm-hmm. wasn't being regarded as black comedy. Right. Like, it was being pushed to the side as like, oh, you guys are in alt comics. And it's like, mm-hmm. nah, I still want to talk to niggas. Like, right. I just mm-hmm. don't perform like, uh, you know, like I don't perform like cats on... on um, Comic View, mm-hmm. right? And that was like being considered as like the only version of black comedy that mattered. But... I would put you on Comic View if I was a Comic View producer. I mean, you I'm know. telling you, I was about to say, me and uh, Amanda did a show last week, and that was my first time really seeing your stand up for real. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're funny as hell. Oh, and, no, but, but it was like, it was, it was, it was so, y'all should have saw it. it was, she was so unapologetic with the shit she was saying. And it was dope because it's like, that's what's going to push the envelope forward for people to understand that, you know, your wittiness is not just about the white comics or the Jewish comics. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, the 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 life, um, you know, kind of like Slice understanding. Slice of life. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, there is that over here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's kind of like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, you know, I'm just expecting, like, for you to be, like, on your little famous shit. Like, well, <laughs> I do this. But I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> She walked out like, yeah, white people fuck y'all, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I really fuck with that. And it's like, you know, what you're saying is true. It's like, you know, we got to put the smart black and funny um, kind of out front. And they're going to let us do it. It's just that people get comfortable with um, the silly shit. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, what's going to pay quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of shit fizzle out. Somebody put up a meme talking about, nigga, I ain't, I ain't forget y'all had A-Town and Wellman hosting clubs. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we would do that. You know what I'm saying? We would do that. And it, and it's just like we right back to the bullshit. And you just, you know, you can get caught up in thinking that you the next thing because they laughing at you. Mm. You the nigga that went to climbing in the window, they snatching your people up. He really? thought that nigga was the, he had, he, that nigga got a million dollars. I was like, oh, man, I'm I'm fucked up. This nigga out here got a million. I'm trying to figure out how to to connect my little dots. This nigga got him a million already. But whatever. (laughs) Well, thank you for the compliment. Oh, yeah, man. There's nothing, listen, nothing matters to me more than hearing a comic 
that I respect Sam Funny. Because as agree. you're sitting here talking, I'm like, I got to step my shit up. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, this nigga funny as fuck. I got to get funnier. But I was watching you, like, waiting to see, like, what exactly is he about to say about me? And, <laughs> then, she, and then she was like, <laughs> "No, there because, was bated breath over here." Yeah, no, like, because, because you know, like you're gonna meet a lot of um, tension, not leaning on your cute, and not leaning on. You trying to say I'm cute? Come on, my man, right there. <laughs> but, but so then, look, so then, but you know though, with you. you know that she don't, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I'm low key shit, like, oh, so I ain't mean it like that, this nigga hat backwards and shit like that, I'm with the private school. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know if you heard what we had said earlier. But, <laughs> but no, you know what I'm saying, it's like, you know, I think that, you know, people, you know, people love saying that shit, you don't judge a book by its cover, right? Mm-hmm. But I ain't never not looked at a book cover first. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. I ain't never walked to a book like, page 50. Oh, yeah, the one, <laughs> the one I need to get. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is, you know, we we say that because we, we would like to not judge books by their cover because it's always a pleasant surprise when you really get to the core of people. You know what I'm saying? And very rarely do you really get a chance to. As a comedian, though, you get a chance to let them in, and it's like they be in awe of the juxtaposition of we thought that you were. Ooh, juxtaposition. Nice and, one. And it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ask me to spill that bitch, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, we can, we can play the game, man. No, <laughs> hey, you talk about a nigga uh, stumbling. You know what I'm saying? But no, I, I think it's, you know, that's like, uh, that's where the sweet spot is with, unfortunately, with black comedy, you know, as it pertains to the circus of being extraordinary in this shit. It's like, you know, they're going to be in awe of you. And it's not for what you want it to be for. It's because. Ooh, that's you, the name of your special. You the looking Circus like of Extraordinary. Exception. The you Circus of Extraordinary. That's the name of your book. Mm. Your special. Hey, man. Shit, that sounds sweet as fuck. All right, <laughs> Um, so did, you mentioned going to private school and you just mentioned making your old white lady teacher crack up. Mm-hmm. Did you have any black teachers along that way that left a lasting impression on you? Yeah. So fourth grade, I was at the public school. So that's why we had the white teacher. Oh. At the private school, all my teachers was black. Mm. Oh. Yeah. A lot of them was black women, you know, what I'm saying? which is good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's like. It was like having another mama who was still crazy too. Like you know, how, you know how when you get to school, that, that's supposed to be a break from your mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you could talk back. You know, this, this ain't your real mama. You know, no, these ladies was whooping ass, and you know what I'm saying. You know, it was just like it was not a for play play school. Like we was like a high curriculum. I played the cello. You know what I'm saying? Like who fuck are me. you? I'm just saying. Yes. And, and, and so, you know. Not the sax. You know what I'm the saying? Cello. The cello. But you know what's crazy? I wanted to play the drums so bad until I got to high school and realized, like, damn, this cello kind of swagged out. Like, just even talking about it, it's dope. Well, you know, even now, good. like, the cello just sounds so like the cello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. played drums. I said, man, what? That, that, that bitch was taller than me in fifth grade. I was bringing <laughs> yeah. that bitch home, like, man. <laughs> Why that bullshit? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. But um, to answer your question, though, like, yeah, I had some very, very good black teachers that I think just. Um, you know, just believed in me and saw me in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my daughters right now are in school out here in California and it's like they it's not a lot of black kids in their school. And so, you know, I'm noticing that the curriculum is they're gonna run it no matter what, but it's interesting to see what they would do thinking that we're not there. Mm-hmm. Like they had a seventeen seventy six day. 
Mm. And I'm like, why the fuck is my uh-huh. daughter invited to 1776 Day? She wasn't invited yeah. to 1776 right. Day. And so I'm like, what are y'all going to do? She's like, well, we're going to play the games that the kids in 1776 play. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sweating. I'm like, you know, and, and she had, she ordered a little dress. It was like a little butter churn then looking little yep. shit. Yep. And yep. it was like, wow, like, you know. And it's like, man, we got to do our shit. You know, we can't worry about what they're doing. That's some fucked up shit. But Did you just, like, add context to it? What at you some mean? point. Like, I will, I, you know, me and my wife was like, look, if anybody say anything to you, like, we'll be up there quick. Like, don't even, because mm-hmm. I was like, yo, she, should she not go? Like, niggas was fucked up around that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> An understatement. Yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? So, but, uh, you know, she said it was fun and, you know, they ate the food that they, it was just like, man. We turned butter, daddy. Right, exactly. Like, you like, know I, don't, I don't want to taint this with right, the facts. You know, and master, I mean, the teacher <laughs> no. said that. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. You know, so. How far did you go in school? Uh, I'm, I graduated from Michigan State. <laughs> He said the degree. The degree. Yeah. Yeah. To, to the end. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to the end. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't going to no graduate school. After that, it was like, you know, my my, uh, my degree was in digital media arts. It was basically a film study school. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, you know, basically, like, around that time, I graduated in 07. It was leaning towards the idea that everybody would be doing their own home video yep. stuff. And so it was, it was really just a crash course in that kind of technology. But... Um, Michigan State had like a PBS partnership so oh. we like we got to work in the real studios and mm. do everything for real but it was really based on everybody's going to be their own producer director everything really soon and so it's crazy how it just came okay. man it just it, it just came quick like I graduated like, oh shit niggas is doing it niggas <laughs> on YouTube Isn't that niggas crazy? Is, you know yeah. what I'm saying like and they know this like, mm. like they know it. And so you think how do these, how do these professors know because they stuck in college but in the summertime they go to like what we know is like E3s and shit. They go mm-hmm. to these conferences and they know what's coming They and they bring it back. And, yeah. they, you know, they and talk they like about it. And they create curriculums around mm-hmm. it, et cetera. Yeah, if you yeah. want this job, these are the jobs that are going to be coming down the pipeline. It's about to be different. Okay. That's why I like McDonald's, nigga. We need robots. I'm sick of getting my order wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, dog, I feel like that even being a job is like, all right, we're we doing some motherfuckers a favor. Just, just even keeping that a job. But it's like, dog, let's go ahead and get some flipping robots and, and burger uh, fried dippers in this bitch. I'm Yo. sick of playing. I'm sick of playing around. It's you calling back the technology for these restaurants. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, we need that, man. May I take your order? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you hear what I said? Read my shit back. Fine. No attitude. Fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The ice cream machine won't be down. I know that much. Hell no. It was the ice cream machine is up and running. Like that. <laughs> Well, listen, those machines may not get your order wrong, but there is always a possibility that you might get a wrong answer when we play the Blop Quiz! Blop Quiz! It's the Black Pop Quiz, what it is. I just started doing what you was doing. Nigga, nigga had a little bankhead bounce. I kind of went with that shit. Like, fuck it, that is what it is. The that's always, that, that's always like a little safe vibe to go with. You walk in, who wedding is this? <laughs> Welcome to the Black Pop Quiz, the Block Quiz, where we are going to rattle off some questions to just really get an idea of where your head is at on the blackness of things. First okay. question, Taz, throw it at him. What is your black culture blind spot? Mm, explain what that is before I answer so <laughs> So, for example, last week Kevin Hart said his is black history. Like so he, he found out know. who Nat Turner was from the movie and was shocked. He thought it was fake. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm not extremely clear on whether or not the Underground Railroad was underground. And this is why. 
because. <laughs> Wait, give him a mom. Let, let him explain. Because let him explain. Today, was that in the fourth grade? No, that was today. Oh. Today, I took my um, uh, my daughters. We had went to the movies, but um, we got out at like five. So we drove separate cars, me and my wife. But one of them mm-hmm. drove with me. So we just in the car. And she like, um, so I'm like, how's school been going? What y'all been learning? She said, nothing. We learned a lot. We learned about how the Underground Railroad, you know, they had to dig. And I was like, they had to dig. I'm like, what you mean they had to dig? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, they had to dig and then go underground to the railroad, to the north. That was their only choice. And I was like. They are not teaching her properly. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. This what you like mean that. they dug? But then I start thinking like, wait, did they dig? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> this is all part of like, my when the last time? When the last time you checked? Because this, this is what she said. She was like, daddy, how deep is the ground? And I'm like, why do you say that? First of all, I'm, I'm thinking she's asking me about some dead shit, like six feet deep. Like, what, what you did her? I just heard this rap off. Because, like, you know, you don't want these niggas to say. So she's like, no, like, how deep is the ground? I'm like, well, I'm like, all right, but well, we on a, on, on a planet. So, like, if you, if you keep digging, theoretically, they say that you can come out the other side. You know, like China, some shit like that. And she was like, oh, okay. I'm like, why? She's like, no, nah, because, you know, and then that's how we got into it. Nah, uh... I'm saying, like, because I know that Underground Railroad, how they was digging. I just want to know, like, how did that? And I'm like, Wait, they were not. It was just, it was underground was like the secrecy of it. And yes. the railroad yes. was yes. the way that they had kind of almost paved their own way. Right. Correct. I knew that. Yeah. And I'm like, but see, yeah. it might be a blind spot. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody tried, you know. You know how they do that little man on the street shit on like Jay Leno yes, or something yes. like that? <laughs> I would fucking run away before I got it wrong. I'd be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? My bus finna come. Yeah, I'd be gone. I ain't finna just get it wrong, but I don't know. I don't know exactly like who called it that. Why would they even name it that? Like, but is that one of our words because where the, we like the well, railroad? But well, really the, railroad, the railroad was a really innovative tool at the time to traverse, you know, from one part of the country to oh, another. Right? I they were building the railroad. The railroad being new technology yeah. ever. Yes. And so it was it was the means for travel on land. So the Underground Railroad is your underground passage to a freedom. new destination. So to today it'd be like the Underground Freeway. Perhaps. Possibly. That's probably what they would call it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the underground internet. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Well, let's take the intergalactic railroad to Mars. Nice set. I like how I did that. I was thinking about that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> what black item would you take to Mars, CP? You could take any black item to Mars. What would it be? Black invented item or black popularized item? You know, it's up to you, interpretation. Okay. Um, man. Black item would I take? Probably, probably like seasoning. What kind? You know what I'm saying? What oh, kind? no, no, no. Like the whole cast. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know how, how your mama got everything? You know, like, what, is, what is tarragon? Like, that's for the turkey. You know, shit. Okay, how often do we even no. have turkey? Are these fresh seasons or like, you know, them almost two old, 300 years listen, in the cabinet Listen, seasons? I don't ask no questions. If that's what's making me sick, I don't even ask my mama why. I'm like, hey, if the seasoning is old, we just going to die till it's gone. Because <laughs> I'm never going to add, never going to, but you know, it's fresh. I guess like, I would, I would take each seasoning down and then get it ordered brand new to take with me tomorrow. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so I would need all of these things. All right. Name a black proverb that lives in your head rent-free. Mm. Man. Um, ain't no woman like the one I got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, man. That like, was yo. right off the dome. Because sometimes, man, you, you know, you ever had your lady cook you a dog-ass meal, you be eating that food like, man, God damn, I, you know, because, you know, you, you, you be on Instagram, you know, looking around, you're like, man, ain't that woman like the one I got, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, 
Uh, what else, man? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Cracked himself up. Uh, shit, African proverb. Um, you said one earlier. Mm-hmm. Which one? I, I, did I make one up, or was it like? You said that's the way it. Is. That's not what it was. Uh, hey, that's what's up. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's what's, what's up. up. That's what's up. And because you know, that's what's up means people who didn't hear it earlier that I don't necessarily agree with it, but also it's none of my business, and I shouldn't even be commenting on it in, in the first place. It's right there. If you want to know about it, that's what's up. It's right there. There it is. Leave me the fuck it's out of it. it. It's there. It is. It's, you know, it's I can't me. even reach it. So why would I even be commenting on it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like asking me the weather. Nigga, turn the channel on and look at the people who paid to talk about that. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't ask me. All right. All right. This is your final question. Okay. <clears throat> Before he had us all in check, this boisterous MC was a standout, was a standout in the leaders of the new school. Bust around. We gotta get this was this must be history questions, Taj. Where are you coming with these? Is 90s history at this point? He God had damn, a sewing yeah. check. Yeah. He had a sewing yeah. check that he woo-ha. Because I did not know the answer to that question. Oh, you didn't yeah. know that one? Yeah. Damn. If I did not have it in front of me. So <laughs> I'm living history. Living yes. History. Yeah. I was there too. It's okay. Damn, I was there. I was, was not there. there. Remember, we said recently, like the 80s, 90s, and like super what early 2000s is. But shout out to Busta Rhymes, though. That's you know, this is a new school. Shout out to Busta Rhymes. I uh, I lived next door to his children uh, when I first moved here. And I was, like, oh. in the parking lot of my building. And I was like, bus? <laughs> and he turned around like, oh, shit, Amanda, what are you doing here? And I was like, hey, you, in the, you in the parking lot of my building <laughs> in Valley Village. What are you doing here? That's such a bus thing to say. He's like, oh, Amanda. <laughs> now, everything he says is just so, like, flowy. You know what I'm saying? Like he could rap at any time. Yeah. Anytime. Give me your chicken and how I feel. You be like, no, that's me going crazy. Give me some chicken and that's how I feel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Give me a drink. Make it a meal. You be like, oh, this thing I can do it. <laughs> oh, my God. CP, you have been a great second guest. It was, you know, it was a hard act to follow. Kevin was our first. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Thank you so much for coming through right Thank here to Smart Funny and Black man. Radio. Where can people get more Comedian CP in their life? Man, um, everything I do is always at Comedian CP. Just make it easy to find. So YouTube. Um, Instagram, Twitter, all of those things are usually like where I'm putting my thoughts out at, you know. Are you going to be on the road anytime soon? I am. So I'm back on the road uh, May 13th. I'm in North Carolina. And I think, um, I don't know, man. I, my, my, my road manager not here. Well, where can where they, where, and they, where can they go and see your dates? Oh, yeah. Um, Comedian CP on everything, Instagram, and then uh, cpworldstore.com is, like, my website. has, like, you know, a lot of cool clothes that I design. And, mm. oh. um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, like, spirit animal stuff, a little dope You stuff. got a frog on your head. Yeah, and that's my favorite animal in the world. Okay. And that's my favorite with frogs. Is this, this a particular type of frog that's your favorite? Well, this, this is a tree frog, but, I mean, it's just, like, a lot of dope-ass frogs, man. I've always fucked with frogs. I don't know. It's just, it's just. I've always know, fuck with frogs. I always fuck with frogs, man. And like, I would always see them as I'm on my journeys in life, and I'm like, man, I'm in the right place at the right time because mm. they were a frog, just a, a, a magic unicorn ass frog, just <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, and I'm gonna uh, say I don't picture frogs in Detroit. Like, <laughs> oh well, we got snakes and everything. Cause we got like, you know, think about it. That's a peninsula, just like Florida. People don't understand that. It's true. It's in the like, middle it, of a lake. Yeah, it is a very, very wet, marshy snakes. All kind of shit is in Detroit. Yeah. 
Yeah, ashy niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> That's a snake too. You know what I'm saying? A young nigga has shed his skin on the bus stop. Yo. A young nigga has shed his forehead on a fitted cap he's been wearing for three days. <laughs> Shh. As he crunches out the blunt guts. <laughs> but no, nah, um, I got a new podcast too, the CP podcast, man. Uh, it's on my YouTube too. Y'all should check that out. It's dope. <laughs> They're gonna check it out, right? Yes. Uh, if there were grades for interviews, <laughs> nigga, you off the charts. This was oh, man. Yes. this was an AP class. All right. Thank you, CP, for coming through. Thank you all so much for having me, man. <laughs> That's right. It's time for Niggas Got Me Fucked Up Mondays, where we give you the opportunity to just testify who got you fucked up. You know, you got to get it off your chest. You shouldn't be carrying that throughout the week. And, you know, we give you the opportunity to share who's got you fucked up on our Instagram page, Smart, Funny, and Black. Make sure that every week you go on there, and if you want to, you know, just get something off your chest, throw it in there. It might get read right here on the show. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. So for the first time ever, the we are time. going to share a NGMFU from the people. This came from Haitian Latka 12. I'm assuming from Haitian Latka that she is Haitian and also Jewish. Mm-hmm. So it's the combination. But whatever the case, she is upset. She said, these parents got me fucked up. Three Ps. The school can't teach your child, raise your child, nurse your child, feed your child, love your child, teach them manners, teach them how to be good humans. I mean, we do the best we can, but damn what y'all doing question mark question mark question mark lol <laughs> so i'm assuming haitian like a 12 is a teacher and she is tired of having to do this for all the children at the escuela mm-hmm. and not and- just the school not just the uh, parents but now she got the powers that be doing crazy stuff with so the powers that be the parents and the then teacher. you got the class clowns like cp <laughs> it's like and what the teachers don't do? get paid enough. No. They don't even get paid. They, it's enough. Is, like, they just don't get paid. Like, I just don't understand. I, well, I do understand <laughs> that we do not honor the right folks in this country. Facts. Shout out to all of the educators out there. For real, you all are underappreciated. And we are doing our best at Smart Funny and Black to partner with Donors Choose to support black teachers in the classroom. So if you want to get behind that, you can go to DonorsChoose.com backslash Smart Funny and Black and donate today. And we, you know, we, we've had a really good episode, y'all. That's, we did. Like, yes, we CP did. turned this shit up. CP turned this shit the up. The bar has been set. Yes. The bar has been set. If you love what we're doing right here at Smart, Funny, and Black Radio, understand that we have all a bunch of other things going on in the Smart, Funny, and Black universe, okay? You can listen to this right here on SiriusXM, but you can also check our podcast, check it out, uh, ch- but you can also check this show out uh, where podcasts are casted. So, yes, you know, yes. tell a friend if they don't have a SiriusXM subscription, they can check it out on podcast apps. They can also check it out on the SiriusXM app. And, you know, we're doing some things here. You can check out SFB Patreon. So Smart, Funny, and Black has a Patreon where you can subscribe and get exclusive content from yours truly, from other folks in the Smart, Funny, and Black uh, lexicon. It is dope. It is for the mm-hmm. it is the place for our true SFB scholars. So if you want to check it out, go to smartfunnyandblack.com and go to our Patreon. You can also check me out uh, at the Kennedy Center. So all my DMV folks, I will be at the Kennedy Center for two nights. That's right. I'll be doing three shows over two nights. My Small Doses podcast live. I'll be doing Smart Funny and Black live. And I'll be doing stand-up at the Kennedy Center on July 22nd and 23rd. And if you... 
are in Colorado this weekend, well, then I'm going to be there with you, too, because I'll be at Colorado State University with Michelle Buteau on Saturday, April 30th. And shout out to everybody who joined us for Smart, Funny, and Black in the Crib this week. We had Pretty V and Jesse Wu. It was hilarious. Jesse Wu came out the victor as the master black expert. And you can check out our virtual show, Smart, Funny, and Black in the Crib, every third Thursday of the month. Did I forget anything? I don't think so, but they can go back and watch the uh, SFB in the Crib on YouTube. Yes, Yes. they can. So if you missed it and you're just finding out and you're like, damn, she's talking about a lot of different things. Well, you can go check it out on YouTube. And again, you can go to Smart, Funny, and Black Patreon. This has been a a dope time well spent. Shout out to my co-hosts, Taj Rani. And Jeremy, like the Bible. I am Amanda Seals. This is Smart, Funny, and Black Radio. And before we get out of here, we always got to leave you with a clip from one of our live shows. Now, Smart, Funny, and Black has been going on since 2016 and let me tell you we have had incredible black pop culture moments like when we had Jasmine Guy versus Chris Summer in Los Angeles in 2019 and they had to get on stage and switch into their characters and Jasmine had to explain finger waves y'all remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up shout out to comedian CP for coming through we'll see y'all next week give it up for our black spurts Now, as we go into the second and final round of Splain It, we've presented them with a twist. Uh-oh. The first round, they delivered their explanations as Cree Summer and Jasmine Guy. You know when people, like, when someone loses someone, they're like, if I could just have him back for one minute. <laughs> this is our chance, y'all. This is our chance. Whitley. They love that bitch. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> what can I do for you, Amanda? Oh you calling my name, don't have nothing to say. Yo, this is my make-a-wish. I didn't know that I had a make-a-wish. This is my make-a-wish. She's a pretty girl, but... The- the hair, maybe. <laughs> Reminds me of you and your younger taste. Too pretty. All right. Whitley, Miss Gilbert, could you please explain for us? Oh, that is just frightening. <laughs> I believe what they were going for is what we call the finger wave. In elegant times like the Harlem Renaissance, it was quite popular. You may have heard of Madam C.J. Walker who made it possible for us to have a finger wave because the first thing you have to do is straighten the hair. The next thing you have to do is crimp the hair with the fingers like that in the shape that you want it to stay. And then at night, what do we wear? A stocking cap, thank you. And back then, they were real silk stockings. <laughs> so go, Jasmine.